0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Starr. And today I will be doing another lyrical analysis. Um, this song that I wanted to focus on uh, is kind of a song that's been used and sung throughout history by a variety of different artists. Um, you may know it or be more familiar with it being sang by Lauren Hill off of her album The Miseducation of Lauren Hill not the Miseducation Lord, I'm sorry, the Fugees, excuse me. Um, And the song is Killing Me Softly. Uh, I can recall the song on separate, separate occasions being sang at talent shows, karaoke bars, and again, by a variety of people who think that they can do it better. Now, the lyrics to this song are actually pretty significant. Um, The overall concept of the plot of the song is that, you know, there's a young woman who hears about a poet speaking at like a coffee shop or a lounge or something like that. And her friends are like, man, you gotta hear this guy. He's so great. And she's like, eh, okay, whatever. I'll go check it out. But, you know, she gets a bit more than what she's expecting when she arrives to hear this guy perform. Um, so the song starts off. It's a very, it's a very, the original song is very melodic, angelic, and soothing. But the Lauren Hill twist on it is a bit more it has a bit more groove to it to say the least so um the song starts off I heard he sang a good song I heard he had a style and so I came to see him and listen for a while so you know I'm hearing about this guy he's getting raved and and, and pampered all over town by a variety of people oh man this guy's incredible he's insane his his voice is beautiful his words are powerful and blah 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 um so I decided to see what the hype was about Let's just, let's go check this guy out. Let's go to the lounge and and see what everyone's talking about with this guy, right? Uh, And there he was, this young boy, a stranger to my eye, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song. So I get into the lounge, right? And there's this guy, this real young, immature looking, prepubescent type Very naive, very, you know, standoffish. And it's just like, yo, this is the guy that everybody was telling me? Oh, man, you got to hear. Okay, whatever. I get a drink. I get a seat. This nigga picks up his guitar and starts to play. And immediately my heart begins to beat out of my chest and it's raging and it's overwhelming and it's insane. His talent is unlike anything that I've ever experienced in my life. And his voice is, you know, hypnotic. And not only is his voice hypnotic, but the words that he's saying, they're like, they're literally, this nigga had a camera in my entire life, just videotaping, and recording everything that I did and everything that I said and everybody that I was with and, you know, everything that I've ever even thought about doing. He's speaking it out for the entire world. I didn't give him permission to do this. I didn't give this stranger permission to invade my world like this. To tell my story for me. I didn't consent to any of this and to any of this. I didn't I don't even know how to explain what I'm feeling or what's happening or what I'm going through. It's it's inexplainable. And I is you get a lot of mixed feelings about it, you get confusion and you get like what is, what is my life now? Is my life a lie? Does these people, you know... Am I being watched? Like, are people following me? Like, how is it that you know so much about somebody that you've never, ever met? That you've never, ever come in contact with? I fell all flushed with fever, embarrassed by the crowd. I felt he found my letters and read each one out loud. This nigga really invaded my personal thoughts my privacy my entire existence he he just swam right through it and he picked up the most interesting pieces of my life and he put them together in this song and it turned out so beautiful but it's just like you can't do this to me like how can you just put me on blast like this in front of my peoples in front of my friends in front of other people that I've, in, in front of strangers? How can, you, how can you sit up there and just tell my story without my permission? I just, I don't know how I'm supposed to get over this. I don't know how I'm supposed to react. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. He's strumming my pain with his fingers, strumming my pain. If you think about strumming my pain, you're in a lot of, you're in a, a very confusing state mentally. You're, you're, you find yourself trying to figure out life, the ins and outs. You're trying to get yourself together, and that's miserable. It's depressing. It's exhausting. And you, you see somebody who just takes that and plays with it. They're playing with your pain. They're playing with your emotions. They're playing with your mentality, your state of mind. And it's just like, who do you think you are? And what do you think you're trying to, what are you trying to accomplish from all of this? Stirring my pain with his fingers, singing my lies with his words, killing me softly. Like, killing me softly, just that phrase alone resonates so heavy with a bunch of things because it's like, killing me softly. It's not sadistic, you're not torturing me, you're not making me feel like grave pain on purpose. Your intention isn't to hurt me, but that's exactly what you're doing. You're killing me softly. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, it's just a literal translation. Because it could be seen as a very literal translation. This entire song is literal translation. You're just out one night and your friends tell you about this dude and you just think nothing of it. And then this person just comes in, this total stranger just comes in and just changes your life for, in this case, the worst. But I think when you think a bit deeper, which that's what we're here to do, um, you can see it from maybe even a fangirl's perspective. So you, you consider yourself, you know, pretty broad, pretty open-minded about the things that you expose yourself to. But then here comes somebody who has a piece of art that you never even considered before. I'm not into stuff like this. I don't listen to this type of music. I don't have these type of paintings or, you know, sculptures. I'm not really into that type of stuff. But here comes this person who has a piece of art to present, and something about it, like, pulls your soul out of your body and places it on its canvas. And you're drawn to it mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and maybe even physically. You can be physically wooed by art, whether it's music, whether it's paintings, whether it's sculptures, whether it's, you know, graffiti. You can be moved by any type of art if you really think about it that way. So you have this person who was able to strongly and heavily influence someone who had no idea what they were getting into. And it's, it's not so much sad as much as it is just kind of like humbling. And I think when you think about when you think about your favorite musician and you think about why they're your favorite musician, at some point you may have experienced the effects that were drawn out in the lyricism of the song. Cuz like I said, the song has been recycled several times. It's been redone so many times. Like it's one of those songs that you just hear different versions of constantly. And the original is always I'm not gonna say it's always better because in some cases that's not, but I feel like in this case it's very much so to keep in mind like the first time that you felt that way about an artist and their work. So when you think about your favorite artist and why they're your favorite artist, you think about the first time that you heard, you know, whoever, you probably wasn't really feeling it at first. You probably, probably, probably. Usually people take some time to grow on you. You have to listen to them all the time you have to find the right song or you have to find the right piece of art to kind of connect you to them because other than that you're just gonna see you know some whoever trying to be the next whatever right but then something comes along by that artist and it and it sucks the life out of you literally because it's like they're telling and I get this all the time with people who just listen to the same shit over and over again, or they listen to a specific type, they'll come across somebody at some point and it's just going to blow them away. It's going to blow their minds. And this song, this song is an, a perfect example of what happens when you underestimate an artist. You underestimate somebody. You think that they're nothing. You think that they're insignificant or that they can't move you. They can't wow you. You're not wowable. You know what I'm saying? You're just, you know what you like and that's what you want to stick with. But then you come across somebody who is just, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's what's coming out of their mouths or that they created this, that this was even possible by another human being. Like, this is unbelievable. And now you're questioning your entire life. Your entire life is a lie now. Like, nothing that you knew... From before this moment even matters or exists anymore. It's all about you and you trying to figure out who this artist is and how they're able to do what they're doing. And it's, be- and it's beautiful because you really get to see the world through other people. You get to see, you get to hear what you've always wanted to hear, what you've always wanted to say but couldn't say. You get to see what you always wanted to see but couldn't see. You get to experience the world through these types of artists that just wow you. And me speaking personally, I have a handful of artists who just wow me, but I have a very small few who were capable of, you know, taking my life and writing it down on a piece of paper. And then presenting that to the rest of the world. Like that is a very rare thing. So even though this is all. I want to say fictional. Because I'm not. I'm sure that once upon a time. There was a person who came across another artist. And they were just mixed with emotion. About how they felt about what they were doing. What they were saying. They And, the, and you make such a personal connection with the artists that you're fans of that you almost take it offensive when other people, you know, judge or smear their name or mistreat their you know, their legacy, disrespect them and you take it personal. When it, when it comes to your favorite artist, usually you take everything very very personal. And that's because at one point they said something that spoke so true to you that you feel like you have to defend them. Like, it's not even an option. It's not even a choice. I have to. Because if I'm just going to sit back and let this slide about them, then that, you know, translates into just letting it slide about me, and I'm not about to do that. So you take it personal because you feel like you're obligated to, because you owe them something. They were able to read your entire life, read your mind, take your expressions, your feelings, and you know, translate them into music, into art, into something they've created something out of nothing in your image. And you feel like, you know, this person really knows me. When in actuality, you're just strangers to each other. You have no idea who this person is in real life. They have no idea who you are. They have no idea. So if you're looking at this song again from the from the storyline. You know, you're in the lounge, you're listening to a guy sing. The guy on the stage singing has no idea who you are. They have no idea that you, a member of the audience, has just made a deep and personal connection with every single word that just came out of their mouths. They don't know that they did that, but you hold them responsible for it. Now you feel like they have a certain obligation to you to continue telling your story or continue telling stories that are similar to it but they don't have an obligation to do that your your favorite artists can stop making music right now and just disappear and they have every single right to do so they don't owe you anything and and you honestly don't owe them anything people will go above and beyond to speak on their favorite artists you know proudly strongly and of course you know as the artist, I'm sure they appreciate the gesture and, you know, the dedication, the loyalty, but at the end of the day, you're not obligated to speak on anybody other than yourself, so for you to feel like they owe you something because they changed your life is insane, but that's also the level of, it's also the level of artistry that these people possess, they possess something that nobody else really has, and they're able to do things that nobody else can really do. And for one person whose lives, that they change forever with either one song or one line or one, you know, chord, whatever, they, they're able to do that and they can repeat the process over with millions of other people. That's where you get things like fandoms and fan bases. And some of these fandoms and some of these fan bases, they don't know how to act when it comes to their favorite artists. I'm not going to name no names because I don't want no drama from nobody saying I'm trying to be disrespectful or I'm trying to do this and do that. I'm not trying to talk dirty on nobody. But they know who they are. These Some of these fandoms, they don't know how to act. They hear their favorite artist's name and they freak out. If anyone says anything crazy about their favorite artist, they will freak the fuck out. And they just that's okay for them and it's like at some point you have to draw the line between fantasy and reality the reality is you don't know this person they don't know you but they just so happened to make a piece of art that spoke to you so deeply and so personally that you feel okay I got a perfect example it's like that episode of American Dad if you've seen American Dad it's the episode where his daughter Haley sneaks out to go to a concert and stand, uh, you know, bomb rushes the concert, pulls her out of there, he has earplugs in in the beginning when he walks in, so he can't hear the music, but then he takes them out, and <laughs> immediately, this nigga is stupid sprung on this, the name of the band is My Morning Jacket, and I believe the name of the episode is My Morning Straight Jacket, um, and he just goes ape shit crazy. He becomes completely obsessed. He literally feels like the lead singer of this band took his life and wrote it down and sings and performs. Like, he he literally teleports to, like, other dimensions when he listens to it. And I feel like any hardcore fan of any artist can relate to this. You've had those moments when you're listening to your favorite artists. I know that I have. Where you just feel like you're... You're, you're in another galaxy, in another universe, in another dimension. And they were able to take you there by just singing or playing or whatever. You, if you have a favorite artist that you're diehard crazy about, you've had this experience at least one time. You've had to. You have to. Because I don't know anyone who's a diehard fan of anybody who hasn't. So l- later on in the episode, he you know, becomes obsessed. He's missing work he's not taking his kids to school he's you know and there's one episode there's one part in the episode where Haley was like oh well if you like my morning jacket you're gonna love this other band and he just feels like it, it he reacted like someone just like smacked him as hard as they could in the face and he just gets mad as hell and kicks her out of the room. and it's just like that's obsession and and that's the the the, the line that people don't seem to to draw no one draws that line of obsession and just being a really strong really dedicated fan to whoever your favorite artist is and so to keep going toward the end of the episode he sneaks out with roger and they crash the tour bus they get kicked off the tour bus and then they crash the concert and he's just like i have to meet him i have to know i have to tell him that he changed my life and i'm his biggest fan and i can't live without his music and it's just like bro you are tripping so of course Francine comes in and she helps him get backstage and and he meets the lead singer of the band and the lead singer of the band is a very cool guy very chill very humble very you know appreciative and he's just like dude I'm just making music man I don't know you I, I didn't I wasn't writing your life story I was I was just making music man that's just what I do I enjoy it it's fun it's exciting it's you know XYZ So the harsh reality is, you know, you feel this really, really strong connection with your favorite artist. And you want to make even stronger connections with them. But the reality is, you don't know this person. So they don't owe you anything. They appreciate you as a fan. Of course, fans to an artist is money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? They can't profit. They can't, you know, prosper. Without anyone listening, if no one listened to my morning jacket, they wouldn't even have been on that episode of america You know what I'm saying? So they re- they rely on their fans to make their money. Without their fans, they're nothing. They're just nobodies. They're just doing this to kill the time, really. So I I, I hope that you know artists are appreciative of their fans and everything that they do for them, uh, making their careers possible. And if you're a humble guy, like what is his name, Jim James or something like that, if you're a humble guy like Jim James from My Morning Jacket, then of course you appreciate your fans, but you can't give them what they want all the time because you don't know, you don't know him, and and he doesn't know you. So the, the line that needs to be drawn for a song like Killing Me Softly is the main character is convinced that the artist has taken her life And plastered it for the rest of the world to see, to hear, to absorb, and to admire. And she feels betrayed. Like, no one gave you, I didn't give you permission to write out my life like this. I didn't give you permission to tell the world my story. You know, and and, and I I feel just hurt. I feel betrayed. I feel like you betrayed me. But the reality is, the guy on the stage does not know her. So he didn't do anything wrong to her. And it's an agonizing feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach when you think that someone you love hurt you. But this isn't even that. You don't even... He doesn't even know you enough to love you. He was just making a song. You know, so I feel like... and, And Killing Me Softly is a lot of people's. Like, a lot of people just love it. So I think people love it for different reasons. But overall, the story that's being told is a very, very sad story about being obsessed with your favorite artist or even just an artist that you discover who you feel like, you know, you you connected with them on such a great level, whether that greatness be bad or that greatness be good, because it can be both. Um, In the case of Killing Me Softly, the greatness is bad. In the case of the American Dad episode, the greatness is good, even though it ended kind of badly, Um, because obviously you can't, sneak your way backstage into an artist's green room or dressing room and expect everything to end, you know, perfectly. But um, that's beside the point. But I think overall the, the story behind the song is just that you, have, you you it's okay to get attached emotionally to art, but you shouldn't let that attachment control your entire life. I think at some point the line needs to be drawn between the fantasy and the reality of the art. And it's okay to, it's healthy to appreciate that art and to, you know, consume yourself in it and to allow it to consume you, but don't take it any further than just, you know, I favor this because it speaks to me personally. Don't think that the artist has anything to do with the art. At the end of the day, it's really the art that you're attracted Anybody could have said those exact same words to you and moved you exactly the same way. So just because it's coming from that particular artist doesn't mean that they are entitled to give you anything other than themselves in the form of that art. I know that's a lot, but... Uh, that's, and that's, that's a really, really, really beautiful song. It's sung very beautifully by a variety of people, like I said. Um, and I appreciate you for listening. Thank you for sitting through and, and analyzing or allowing me to analyze this song for you. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the effort. And I hope to see you again soon.